Welcome to this week's episode of the Horror Crypt Podcast, episode number 118. Oh my god, 118 movies. Holy crap, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm doing some awesome horror movies. In this movie, we are going to go all the way back to 2014 to review. Now, this one is an American neo-noir horror film. It stars Ashley C. Williams as a woman who seeks revenge for her brutal rape. What movie am I talking about? I'm talking about Julia. Now, this one I did find on Shudder. As I said, once again, I am not affiliated with Shudder in any way, shape or form. But if anyone is listening from Shudder and wants to sponsor me, I am definitely all for it. But this movie is very much along the same lines as American Mary. And it's so close to the way it was with American Mary. Now, I know with American Mary, we had the the situation where she was targeting that one doctor, Dr. Grant, and managed to make fuck him up. Um, then afterwards, she transitioned into a lot of like body modification. This one is not it in the slightest. This is basically the um, whole premise of this movie is that she's seeking revenge on a brutal gang, gang rape that she actually endured. So, But it's still on the same sort of artsy sort of movie. So I don't know where it was actually filmed, but I do know that it was released on July the 19th, 2014. It runs for 95 minutes. Obviously, I mean, the funny thing is, it says it was released in the, it was, was in the United States. And I thought, well, this, watching this movie, it was almost like it was filmed like in Canada or somewhere else. But I did see that obviously it was in New York because there were some New York landmarks around the place. But it's very much very artsy. So you would think to yourself that maybe this is out of America and somewhere else. But it was actually in America. But this one really is um, one of those movies where you think to yourself, could you go down this path of revenge? Now, as we'll see as we're going along, you know, Julia is warned many, many times, you know, don't go any further. Don't do things on your own accord. And uh, But unfortunately, she doesn't listen and she continues on. This is also, um, there's a little bit of, uh, well... It's not it's not heavy, but there are lesbian un, uh, undertones as well. Um, but uh, there is definitely some very graphic rape scenes in this movie. So if you are not interested in that or there's something that just you just cannot handle, then please just go on to the next podcast and I'll see you there. But uh, look, before we get started on this podcast, remember I'm on social platforms, Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to get in contact with me, horrorcrypt2022 at gmail.com if you just want to reach out say hi or if you've got a movie that you'd like me to do or if you give me a suggestion of a movie i would love to hear from you before we get started on this podcast we need to listen to the trailer so sit back and relax because here is the trailer to julia julia sorry i'm a bit early at the train are you kidding me earlier the better come in please Now, the moment I saw you, I couldn't stop thinking about you. There were four of them. And you never went to the police. Weren't those meant to suffer? 
I can help you. To lure them, we play this little game. Seduction. Blood. Vengeance. She's physically taking our power back from the ones who stole week i should have stopped them funny thing is it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me julie i'll do anything for you you will never stand by and watch ever again So the movie opens up where we're watching this girl coming towards us on an escalator that's going further and further up. We don't know exactly who this person is, but uh, she's just staring blankly towards us. And there is this song that is uh, that is just running over the movie. Now, it starts, <laughs> the, this bit of song is in the beginning, the middle and the end. And it, it is just the only song they seem to play, unfortunately, through this entire movie. <laughs> So as I said, this just continuously goes on and we're watching her just going up this escalator and just walking and there's really no context of this until we see that she arrives at this door and knocks on the door and we see that there's this young guy that's standing there and invites her very, you know, casually into his apartment and we find that this is a guy by the name of Pierce. Now apparently, um, you know, Julia works in, well this is the, the character's name obviously, Julia, she works a, in a doctor's office as a um, plastic surgeon assistant. And so obviously at some stage, Pierce has come there and has, um, you know, done, had some work done and has said, look, you know, I just couldn't, you know, stop thinking about you and this and that. And he offers her a drink. Now, the thing is that when he offers her this drink and you know, he's drinking and she's drinking, he's looking towards her. So that's the very first point of like, he's watching to see if she's still drinking this drink. So that was my first thought of like, oh, okay. So now I know how it's going to happen because... You know, he is so hyper-focused on, on how she's drinking this drink. And we do see that, obviously, at this stage, Julia is rather attracted to Pierce, but, um, and she leans in to give him a kiss or to start, you know, making out with him. And, of course, he just says, oh, I'll just go get another drink. So she's like, oh, it's almost like she doesn't read the signs correctly. It's almost like, you know, she was in for it, but he wasn't. But, unfortunately, we find out that she is obviously being drugged. And this is where we also see that as she's starting to go unconscious, where she's starting to, you know, lose conscious, she's uh, consciousness, she's looking towards the front door and we see Pierce is standing there. Now, this is all in, in like a blurry vision. So obviously we can't see their faces, but there is three other people standing there. So we've got a group of four and all we hear is someone, we don't know who it is, say, oh, that's perfect. And then suddenly she's out. We then transition over to the shoreline where you've got this these two guys pulling up in a Porsche and they are throwing out a garbage bag. But uh, and really nice nice guys they are too because they actually open the garbage bag a little bit for this person to breathe inside of it, which happens to be Julia, and she ha is fucked up. She has been beaten. She has got blood everywhere, and and the, you know they put her on the, on the side of the shoreline saying, oh you know it's okay, it's okay. We'll just you know the tidal take her, and it's like 
but you've opened up the bag so what are we hoping to do if you want just the for someone to find the garbage bag just leave it there but we see that um at this stage julia is not dead that they think and we see these guys race off in the porsche and we see her you know coming to very very slowly on the shoreline and we see her then walking back to her apartment in this garbage bag and she makes it back into her apartment and we do see now there is nudity in this movie so you know just if you're not interested in that either just be warned but she opens up the garbage bag and she has she is battered and bruised everywhere she's got you know a blood nose she you know all over her her body she's just blood everywhere and we see her that she gets into the bath and tries to like anyone any rape victim i guess would do trying to to clean herself off and we do see that as we see um that she, while she's sitting there we find out that she's you know unfortunately she's spent most of her life being abused by various tormentors and has turned into turned to self-harm as a result we do see that as she's trying to clean herself you can see that she's actually cut herself on her arms and her legs so we do also find out later on that uh, her father had a, a great deal to do with the um, cutting because he was sexually abusing her as well as she was getting older so we do start to see that julia is really she's on the cusp of um, you know, being able to function in society and being so, you know, completely disconnected from society with what's happened. And, and this, and quite rightly so. I mean, you know, she's gone through this absolutely terrifyingly horrible ordeal, which we do find, we will actually do actually get to see the entire rape scene um, getting towards the middle part of the movie. And it is horrendous, to say the least. Um, very graphic, very violent to see these these um, four guys going at it and of course you know if you want to know whether there is some retribution for julia oh hell yeah but we'll get to that as we go along so we start to see that julia is now starting to frequent um her local bar just to try and drink away the the, the whole um situation that she went through which is which is another you know another thing that she has to try and deal with and she's obviously not being able to deal with anything for herself but she you know she goes to work she goes back to the bar drinks goes home goes back you know off to work goes back to the bar drinks goes home so this is a continuous thing that keeps um happening we also see that julia is taken to not wearing any makeup because she's trying to make herself look so unappealing to anyone which i completely understand once again she's gone through a absolutely horrifying ordeal so you don't want to be seen as being attractive to anybody she's wearing the dark sunglasses because she's also got bruising around her eyes and around you know that area you know and she's wearing a hoodie to try and cover herself up so she's really trying to blend into the crowd don't look at me i don't want to be seen by anybody i'm just i want to be you know definitely away from society but just in society enough just to just keep myself sane and as we see her come into the uh, bar for a i think about a third or fourth time the bartender says oh, like clockwork you're in here again and we do see that she goes to sit at a sit at a table away from the bar and we're watching a group of girls maybe three or four and they're talking about this brand new therapy that's that's one of their friends is suddenly you know cottoned onto and they're, they're doing so this really piques julia's interest as well what are they talking about You're not kidding. You're not kidding about it's what? Like what? She's what? On a fucking miracle drug. You think she's grown a dick? Well, wait a second. What does that even mean? You gotta have a dick in order to feel good. All I'm saying is, the way she's strutting around. You think she's strapped one on? I mean, she's breaking guys' balls all over. So yeah, because only a big fucking dick can break a set of balls. There's anything Fuck about big fucking that. dicks. 
You ought to quit stuffing socks down your pants, bitch. No, 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 fuck that. Homegirl was raped. And now she's pulling herself together and, and you gotta associate that with a fucking dick? Fuck you. So she is well, taking something? Or is this therapy thing for real? Yeah. Load of ass. What do you wanna ask me? Explain. Well, from what I understand, the therapy is quite unique. First off, he only takes the most extreme cases sexual assault, rape. And the therapy itself involves physically taking our power back from the ones who stole it. Blood, vengeance. So one of the most upsetting things about that scene is the fact that, you know, she hears this whole spiel about, you know, this, this therapy. And we do see that this girl goes into the bathroom. So we see that Julia follows her and says, listen, you know, I overheard what you were saying and I was raped. And this girl, I mean, okay, she's snorting cocaine at this stage, but she absolutely laughs in Julia's face as if to say, you absolutely pathetic little bitch, and walks out. And, and so you can really see that Julia is really dejected at this stage. It's like, well, where do I go? What do I do? Who do I see? But as she walks out of the bar and starts walking down the down the street, we see this woman run up behind her. And of course, at this stage, poor old Julia thinks it's another attack. So she swings around, ready to cold cock the person. But we see that this person says, no, 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 it's okay. I'm, I'm, my name's Sadie, and I can help you. I can actually, you know, get you a meeting with the doctor and he can talk to you about the situation so we and she you can see that you know Sadie gives her this the her business card or the doctor's business card and says listen call him he'll take a meeting but please you know you you definitely have to go there so we do see that you know after a couple of days you know we do see that Julia decides okay well maybe it's a good idea that I do this so she does ring up and makes an appointment and the funny thing is that when Julia is sitting there the the woman that actually laughed at her you know in her face in the bathroom we see her coming out of the doctor's um, room so it's like oh okay so it's okay for you to be raped and abused and laugh at me but you're coming to see the doctor um, and this doctor's got some very unorthodox ways of dealing with the situation and I think that in this regard it's probably very very warranted about this but we do see that the doctor sits um, Julia down and wants to talk about the whole incident of what happened and what did she do after the situation I understand you never went to the police and did you document any of this the marks go to the hospital may I ask why I want those men to suffer if personal revenge is what you're after I'm sorry, I can't help you. Making it personal will keep you in a victim mindset and will prevent you from healing. Julia, Julia, please understand we will still tackle the problem in the physical world. We will cut it at its root, but in a manner that helps you transcend the ego and brings you true and lasting freedom where i can assure you no one will ever hold power over you again there are however some conditions you should be aware of in case you choose to proceed you will need to give yourself over completely to my methods 
And should you at any time take matters into your own hands, you must realize there will be severe consequences. Do you understand? Now, unfortunately, we were really never told the doctor's name, but looking through Wikipedia, I did actually find his name. Now, I'm probably going to completely butcher his name, so please don't hold it against me, but his, his name is Dr. Uh, Scrug, Scrugendud. I don't think that is even correct. S-G-R-U-N-D-U-D. So make of that as you will, but we're just going to call him the doctor for the time being because that's the, the best way that we can figure this one out. So we do see that she starts to, under Sadie's guidance, you know, makes herself up, gets a lot of leather outfits and starts to go hunting with Sadie. And we see that Sadie tries to you know, guide Julia in a way of like, okay, this is what we're going to be doing, but we actually have to trap these guys. And the funny thing is that under Sadie's guidance, we see that Julia has to seduce a man because it's implied to be the rapist of one of the patients of the doctor, of a previous, um, one of the, one of his previous patients. And so, you know, it's like, uh, well, what sort of, <laughs> what sort of, you know, guarantees do we have that this is actually real? But, you know, Sadie is saying, this is how we're going to go and trap him. We're going to, you know, you're going to go over there, you're going to flirt a little bit, and then you're going to, you know, get him to come outside with you. And so we, we do seeing that, you know, she's actually schooling her on the way to seduce these guys. But of course, we do see that Julia seduces him to such a degree that she gets him to go back to her apartment, which, you know, basically is luring him back into the apartment. So, you know, she's stripped naked and, and she starts seducing him and they start to engage in sexual intercourse. And it is pretty fucking hot, I must admit, the way it's going, you know, and he's, you know, he's getting all, all excited and she's really going for it. And I, and I don't think at this stage that Julia was supposed to go this far because, you know, we, we see that, you know, he's going down on her and then she flips him over and then takes his pants off and then you can see that he, you know, she's having sex with him and so I don't know whether that was as far as we should see, it, it should have gone but we do see that as she is riding this guy and he is, you know, obviously exclaiming that he's about to come in sort of situation we can see that Sadie is in the background coming towards where um, Julia is, is, you know, currently riding this guy but unfortunately halfway through um, the whole situation where the guy's about to come, the sisterhood grab a hold of him and restrain him. And it's like, okay, and this guy's like, what the fuck? What, what the hell is going on? What, what's going on? And we see that Sadie hands um, a huge hunting knife to Julia. And of course, the guy is like, oh my God, oh my God. And she actually makes Julia castrate him, taking his genitals as a trophy. And she also gets Julia to impale him numerous times so she they can dispose of the body. So I was like, holy crap. I mean, there is just fucking blood everywhere, you know. And the fact is that you can see that when, in, when they cut this guy's dick off and his balls off, they drop it into a bag. And it's like you can hear as it's dropped into the bag. And it's like, oh, my God, that's a little bit over the top there, there everyone. But... um. Okay, we'll go with it. But then the next scene we see that Julia's gone uh, into her bathroom after the sisterhood have gone and grabbed this guy's body and taken him out. And we see that Sadie is there, you know, to, to wash 
herself off as well because there's blood all over her. But obviously, as we see, that one thing leads to another and we see that Julia starts making out with Sadie and, of course, Sadie then goes down on Julia. So I was like, okay, all right. But after several more hunts as we go along, Julia one day sees one of her rapists, Adam, in the clinic where she works. And this is where the, the line between, you know, what, what, you know, what do I do now? Because this guy is encroaching on where I'm living. And I think it's almost to the point where Adam is doing some sort of like reconnaissance to for, with the other guys to find out if she's still working there, if she was going to go to the police, has she gone to the police? So it's almost like some detective work to find out whether, you know, she was going to go as far. So I don't know whether it was really what he really needed as far as some skin removal or whatever, because he's got, he gets a mole removed on, on his back. But when she does walk into the room, you can see that he almost wets himself. But I still don't think that he would be really, you know, worried about it because you've got the doctor there and she's the doctor's assistant. So it's sort of like, okay, well, you know, you're not going to do anything to me while I'm here anyway. But I do think some there's some definite reconnaissance that he's doing but we see that say um we see that julia walks out of the the room and walks away you know to another room because she just wants just wants to be far enough away out of the situation as possible and i completely understand with that um with what she's going through right there of course she does go back to the doctor and she says well listen i uh i did happen to see one of my uh one of my attackers <laughs> The next stage of your therapy will be recorded in part so we don't lose sight of the clinical nature of the proceedings, but also for insurance purposes. Some patients, they struggle with the ramifications. You'll forgive me for not going into more detail at this time. Don't worry. Sadie will be there to guide you. Good. There is one other thing. Yes. I saw one of them. Adam. I think he was looking for me. What do you think he wants? How does that make you feel, Julia? Fantasizing about the past, blaming others for what's happened to you, goes against what we're doing here. It is imperative that you not make it personal. I can only say that would be a very dangerous path. Are we clear on this? Now, one thing I find very interesting is the doctor keeps saying that don't make it personal. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. I think this is where it was personal. This is how I can make it personal because this is what they did to me. Now, this scene we see after this, we do see the actual rape that actually took place. And it is graphic and it is extremely brutal for what, um, what uh, Julia went through. So much so that she... What they basically did is after she had been drugged, they then stuck her with an, an injection, which basically paralyzes her. She can see and hear what's going on, but she can't move. And so we do see that she is multiple, you know, raped, obviously, multiple times by these guys. Now, Adam was the one person that didn't want to do it. And so it was basically Pierce and the other three 
that were doing the raping, Adam walked away and was sitting down while they were doing it. So, you know, at one stage, as they're, they're raping poor old Julia, Julia is looking over towards where Adam is, and Adam's sitting there, obviously doing a line of cocaine, but just basically watching this whole thing. So she is obviously very well aware there's three of them that are raping her, but the fourth one being Adam is not partaking in the this whole thing. So, you know, you think to yourself that maybe, you know, in with him being away from the situation that he might be maybe spared, but we find out as we go along that he he's not spared either. But uh, And obviously we've already seen that she's already managed to castrate a so-called rapist, which once again, it's in this situation, they're like the judge, jury and executioners. So, you know, it's not going to the police, it's letting the the police sit this one out and we'll the sisterhood the sisterhood will actually do what they need to do and I, I you know I don't I'm not condoning any of this movie so please don't think I'm I'm saying that but sometimes you think that you know when very very bad things happen that it would be a great idea to go and do something like this but obviously we all know that we live in a society that we just don't do this but uh, so we do see that you know and the thing is that I find interesting with Julia is that she starts to even target people that aren't in this circle of rapists and so much so that she goes out hunting by herself now the doctor had said do not go out by yourself do not make this um this whole thing personal do not do anything that is you know away from what i'm teaching you because the consequences will be dire and even sadie has said the same thing don't fucking do it but we do see that that Julia goes out one night and happens to find go up to the bar that she, that her and Sadie have been hunting in and starts to chat up this guy. He's an old, older gentleman, and we see that she goes out onto the boardwalk with this guy and he starts to, you know, get very handsy and grabbing her and you know, and it, it's like well, you know, you're luring luring him out, you know, and he's thinking, well, I've scored with this gorgeous woman tonight, and then all of a sudden she brutally kills him and so much so that there's just like blood everywhere on her and, and as she's walking away from leaving this bo- this poor guy's body on the on the boardwalk she makes a phone call to Adam to try and set up a meeting with him so she can talk about the um, incident that happened with him and Pierce and the other two guys so we see that as she's walking back to her apartment we see that Sadie you know comes up on on her and they start kissing very passionately and then they move into the main front door of the of the apartment and it's this stage that Sadie suddenly looks at her and goes hang on a minute you got blood over all blood all over you what the fuck the fuck what what is this it's nothing what the fuck it's just a little blood so why is it all over your fucking coat you can't go out on your own it doesn't work like that didn't he tell you Julia, what did you do? I work in a plastic surgeon's office. People bleed. So I miss a little. Now, I think at this stage, you've got a fair idea that Sadie's not buying this whole line. And, and as I said, you know, it, it seems to be that Julia is obviously taking her power back a bit at a time. But now she's targeting everybody. So anyone that looks at her is is interested in her. You know, I mean, she's hunting in, in, the, in society of trying to maybe, you know, eradicate these guys who could be potential rapists. But the guy that she kills on the boardwalk, really, I don't think he was going to go down that path. He seemed very genuine. But obviously, Julia is not taking you know that lightly, so she decides to end that guy's life right then and there. So now we're seeing that Sadie's got this idea of like, well, obviously there is something more going on, and does say 
to Julia, as, as you heard, you know, what, what did you do? And she's like, well, I work in a plastic surgeon's office. It's fine. I just, you know, I get some blood on me from time to time. But hey, guess what? You know, I, I missed a little bit, so it doesn't really matter. But Sadie sort of like looks at her as she's walking away as if to say, I don't believe you. And I think you are overstepping the boundaries. And I think you are now going to get targeted. It's at this stage we intercut with this scene of this woman sitting in like a, it's basically a wheelchair in a very nice pink, um, like a uh, surgeon's gown. And she's sitting in this chair and we see that the doctor walks in places, I guess, um, you know, sort of like baby food in front of her and starts to feed her. We don't know exactly what it is that she, that he's actually doing there or who the hell she is. And unfortunately there's a lot of this movie that's like disjointed that it doesn't sort of like, you know, continue on it so like you know you you, you, you want to know well, who there is is this person like why is this person sitting there staring blankly at a window in like a derelict sort of um like warehouse but we don't really know who this person is we do see though that as we said that you know julia has made an appointment or not an appointment a meeting with adam to go and see him because obviously she wants to know you know uh what she can do because she obviously she's seen that he's hunting her and coming to find out whether she's going to go to the police so we do see that now julia is you know trying to level the playing fields and to find out from you know he wants to find out from her uh so what happened i thought you'd go to the cops i thought any day now then when nothing happened I had to find you. I was weak. I should have stopped them. Even if it... Sorry. The funny thing is, in a way, it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Until then, I was hiding from the world. Suddenly, I was forced to look at myself. Any notion that I had of myself as a woman, a victim, So while this whole meeting is going on with Adam, we can see that Sadie has been tracing or tracking every step where uh, Julia's been going. So we see now Sadie's watching her from across the road and seeing that she's engaging with this Adam guy and also kissing him very seductively. And it's almost like, you know, say, I mean, obviously Sadie has got some, you know, she's very jealous with regards to Julia. And at, and at one stage, you know, Julia is just sitting there talking to herself, saying that she just wants to leave with Sadie and they want, can live happily ever after and, you know, leave together and just go on and live a life, you know, without any problems. So we're seeing that Sadie is watching her from across the street, getting very, very emotionally and uh, invested in this whole, you know, meeting of Adam. And we do see that she had also, you know, Julie had also written a note to Sadie saying, you know, I had to leave early in the morning to go to work, but tonight we fly, love Julia. So we can see that maybe there's that whole thing like, well, we're going to go away and live happily ever after, so just be ready. But we do see that, unfortunately, you know, Sadie is going to go and report back to the doctor of what she thinks is going on. And we do then see that Julia and Adam are talking. 
and Julia says, listen, you know, I'd love to, how about we assemble a meeting, you know, maybe, you know, you, know, you and the other th other two, but I think maybe I'll leave Pierce for the time being because I'm really not really um, able to, you know, go down that path right now. So she, so he's like, oh, okay. And of course she does seductively kiss him again. So we're thinking, okay, well, this is going to happen. You know, she's pretty on board with the whole situation of, you know, being raped. And of course, when they were, obviously when they were raping her, they were saying that she was a slut and this and that, which she wasn't, but you know, this is what they, they were thinking. But of course, the night of the meeting, you know, they're all sitting there in, in Adam's apartment and, you know, getting very drunk and, you know, but unfortunately we see that whatever they were thinking of doing to Julia, now at, at this stage, I don't think that they've actually put anything into Julia's drink, but unfortunately I think that Julia has been doing something to their drink because they, um, they, he, she drugs Adam and the other two friends who raped her. And of course they, she decides that, uh, well, seeing that Adam, you know, that you didn't rape me, that was, that was really nice of you, because when they, when they, when they go out to it, when they become unconscious, we do see that Julia starts to, because she'd already stolen some stuff from work, so she's got surgical scissors, she's got, um, you know, obviously surgical knives, tape, stuff like that, so we also see that she's got three or four syringes of stuff, and we're guessing that it is something to knock you out with, uh, or some sort of anesthetic, but as we see that Adam starts coming around. She sticks him again in the butt with this injection and says, well, you know, you can't move, but you'll feel everything. And she does, and she puts this needle right towards his eyes and says, I'm not about to do, you know, I'm not about to obviously, you know, be harmful to you, but I'm going to make sure that because you actually just watched and you never did anything, that you'll never, ever watch again. And we see that she actually surgically removes Adam's eyes because he actually didn't rape her. He only watched. So that was the that was a nice thing that she did. But the other guys, she actually takes their genitalia off and then leaves for the last one, Pierce. And she does go into does start going towards Pierce's um apartment. And this is where we see that Sadie has gone back to the doctor and is warning him about what the hell she's about to do. Love. Weakness. What did you think? The two of you were going to run away together and live happily ever after? You will go to her apartment and see what you can find on a certain Adam. Thank you, Sadie. Now, unfortunately, by the time that Sadie delivers this news about what she's going to plan on doing with Adam, she's already done it. It's already done and completed. So she, we see that Julia is now going over to Pierce's apartment. But as she gets to Pierce's apartment, she finds that he's been killed by the sisterhood and has been eviscerated. And she hears a noise behind her. And of course, unfortunately, Julia is knocked out and uh, taken back to the doctor's. Obviously, as we know, that because Sadie has gone and snitched on her. And the doctor tells Julia that she has violated the rules of taking medicine and, and is therefore drugged again and is about to be eviscerated. Now, this is the really interesting thing about it because he did say to her that, you know, if you do go against my teachings, if you go against the therapy that you're going through, 
there'll be consequences. Now, Sadie had said to her, you know, you've got to understand that this guy is serious. He's not going to just sit there and take what you're doing and say, okay, you can go by yourself. You know, the sisterhood are there to help you out, but you have to go by what they are doing, what she, what he's doing and what they do is, you know, that's, the, that's your revenge. You can be there to be there with the revenge that, you know, to take your power back, but you can't go hunting by yourself. So unfortunately, Sadie is not really, as far as I'm concerned, a really good teacher. But the fact that she went off, you know, because she is pretty attracted to Julia. And I think at some stage they were thinking about, you know, going, you know, running away together. I mean, I think Julia is more interested in doing that than what really Sadie is. But Sadie has definitely got some vested interest in um, Julia and her well-being. But going back to the doctor, I guess she had no other option. But of course, we see that, you know, we see, we see that poor old Julia is about to be viscerated. And it's like, and he also reveals that he's been one of the victims of this himself because he had actually um, told his father that he was homosexual. And of course, after he was discovered that he was homosexual and he liked to dress in his sister's clothing, his father decided to uh, castrate the doctor. So the doctor has basically got a vagina rather than a, pen uh, rather than a penis. So, And we do see it as well. But it's, it's sort of like in a very bad lens flare. But you can sort of see what he's actually schooling with down there. So, you know, I mean, that situation, it, it's very... And this is why this movie is very... It's, it's you know, I, as I said, you know, this movie is very, very artsy even though there is blood, guts and gore and disgusting horror, um, it's very artsy. So a lot of the stuff you'll get to see and a lot of the storyline you sit there and go, oh, okay, well, this is this is interesting. It's not your run-of-the-mill 95-minute horror film, put it that way. But we do see that now we got say uh, that we got Julia is now laying on a operating table in a very nice red um, scrubs. So obviously she's going to be something's going to happen to her like that other poor girl that's been sitting in a in a chair. And we see that she's going to be operated on. Um, and I think she's going to be because uh, we see that the doctor is walking around her um, hitting. Now, we don't, he's got a baseball bat now. I don't know whether he's hitting her legs or hitting her feet or whatever. I mean, she's able to walk very, very easily. So I don't know what she was what he was planning on doing. But we do see that she's laying there sort of like she can't seem to move at this stage. But we see that he was going to cut her tongue out. And then, of course, the phone rings. And he goes over to answer the phone, and we see that before he starts operating on Julia, Sadie saves her, entering the building, and he, she ends up by uh, by killing a lot of the um, sisterhood. Of course, the doctor confronts Sadie and points his gun at her, but Julia manages to get off the operating table. And now this guy has got this samurai sword that he carries around with him, and she manages to decapitate him from behind. And of course, now Sadie sort of like looks at Julia as if to say, okay, so I, I saved you and we can go off together because she's been beaten the shit out of. So poor old Sadie's looking very worse for wear. But at uh, this stage that uh, she then points the gun at Sadie, but and before Sadie can thank her um, for saving her, Julia shoots her in the head and poor old Sadie then slumps to the floor. We then see in the final part of the scene, Julia is walking towards us, towards an unknown future. The movie goes to black. Before it goes to black, though, we hear the closing credit music again. Now, 
given a scale of 0 to 5 buckets of blood, 0 being how do I get the last 95 minutes of my life back, to 5 it was a perfect movie and I'd watch it all over again. It's a very, very artsy movie. It's one of those movies that, you know, even though there is, is as I said, blood, guts, gore, killings and stuff like that, it's very tastefully done, it seems to be. Um, but look, I'm definitely going to give it... Look, I, it was one of those movies that I think that the trailer dragged me into it and then when I saw it I'm like okay the trailer was was pretty accurate and it still kept my interest for the most part so I'm definitely going to give it a four out of five it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination but it was definitely a, a solid four out of five as I said if you are if you do have Shutter, it is still on there now it is well worth seeing I mean 95 minutes of your life is not going to kill you if you if you go and see it but as I said it's very along the same lines as American Mary although you know this is the American Mary if it was ramped up to say 11 because as we know with American Mary you know Mary had targeted Dr. Grant for what she what he did to her and you know obviously did a lot of you know really fucked up shit to her to him but then obviously transitioned into being a surgeon and being body bottom modif a body modification specialist I'll get it out in a minute for God's sakes but the way it is with this movie it's like this is American Mary if we just cut out the fact that okay that person did it to me now I'm going to go and get my revenge on every single one of them and look she is well and truly well within her rights to go after all these guys because of what they did to her but it's really it, it almost comes down to ah oh, you know the, yeah there was Pierce he was the very first one he was the one that got her to the apartment to begin with and he was the main the main culprit of wanting to start this this gang rape on poor old um, Julia so it's almost like it's a it's an anti climax where you see Julia walking in with the syringe ready to ready to basically knock him out and have her way with him, cutting him up. And unfortunately, it's already been done for, for her. So I was like, oh, you know, okay, you've got the other three. That, you know, she got her revenge. Certainly, Adam probably got one of the worst ones because, unfortunately, he gets his eyes taken out and he's completely blind, obviously. Um, but, you know, you really wanted to see her revenge on, on Pierce, but, unfortunately, that just didn't happen. But, look, as I said, it's a great movie. It's well worth, you know, you're going to have a look at. There are lots of the movie that I didn't really talk about because a lot of it was very... It was, you know, very visual, um, and there was so many times going back to the bar and talking, going back to the bar and talking, and then going to the therapist's office, and then, you know, the girls hunting these guys in social situations, you know, and it wasn't just, they weren't just hunting the ones that attacked Julia, but it was almost like, okay, Sadie was schooling Julia on the entirety of mankind, and, you know, showing her how to hunt, you know, and how to get them away from certain situations that, you know, if you go and hunt this person, make sure that you don't leave with them. You leave ahead of them because if you see if they both, you know, if you and him both walk out together and something happens to him and then suddenly he turns up missing, the first thing they're going to say is, oh, she, he was with such and such, that girl there. And so there's a more chance of you getting, you know, um, arrested or, you know, you know the, the whole situation of you being uh, interrogated as to what happened to this poor guy. So we do see that she's really schooling her as how to hunt in society. But as I said, you know, when she doesn't does go and kill this guy on the pier, it's like, you know, it was almost a thrill kill, whether I can do it by myself without Sadie standing next to me, you know. So it was really that sort of situation. But as I said, it's a great 95-minute movie. It's not, it's not very, you know, involved. You can sit there and certainly enjoy blood, guts, gore, and horror, and a decent storyline. Before we get finished, we have to do... Post fun facts.
Now, unfortunately, there's not a great deal of fun facts to be with this movie, so I'm just going to read them all out to you. So, the production came in under budget by refusing to issue the final two weeks' paychecks to the entire crew. Now, that is pretty shitty when you look at that that sort of situation. We want to come in under budget so everyone doesn't get paid for two weeks. Like, fuck you, you pricks. So on the night of the US premiere at Screamfest in Los Angeles, a man passed out during the castration scene. I don't know how you could pass out of that. It wasn't that graphic. You could see that they, they were cutting into, obviously, the guy's penis, but you didn't see the, the dick come off, for God's sakes. Almost the entire movie was shot at night in the dead of New York City winter. That would be pretty friggin' cold, I tell you. So there was an early cut in the movie, or was an early cut in the film that they were, they were going to do, but they obviously didn't run with it. But in the original cut of the film, there was a text that came over the top of it, and it says that it does not matter that the question here is one of beauty and not of evil. We shall see that they come to the same thing. Both beauty and evil are pure appearance, posing as absolute being. So I think that would have been awesome to actually see um, that was you know over the top of the movie. Now, Ashley C. Williams, who actually plays Julia, said she was worried about shooting her sex scenes because it was her first time, which I understand that. You know, you, your very first time, you know, as, you know, in this sort of role and this sort of, you know, you've got to do the sex scene. You're not really sure about it. I'm not an actor, so I don't know how it is. But anyway, she basically says that um, after seeing the film, she was in awe about what the director did with it. She said, none of it is gratuitous and it is beautifully shot. And, you know, it really is. I mean, you've got the lighting and you've got the textures and stuff like that. So it really isn't, you know, this knock-on, dragged-out sex scene. It's really, it's very, very tastefully done. But, uh, yeah, there's really nothing as far as the, as the, the fun facts. That's it. That's all the trivia that they've got on the fun facts, which is rather upsetting because I've usually got huge amounts of fun facts for you guys to listen to um, in this. But, yeah, that's that's all there is to it. And that's all there is to it with regards to Julia. As I said, 2014 runs for an hour and 35 minutes. It is really well worth you going to have a look at. So if you are interested, by all means, go and check it out. Thank you very much once again for coming to visit me, the Horror Crypt Podcast. I really appreciate you guys coming every single week. I've got an awesome movie coming up next week. I mean, all the movies I do are awesome, I think. But I've got the the quintessential one that's coming up next week so definitely you know stay with me because it is it's going to be a good one but look as i said if you want to get in contact with me horrorcrypt2022 at gmail.com i am available for you guys to email me with movie suggestions because there are so many movies that i'm sure i'm not watching that you guys might like and go hey paul might like this movie i'll email him and let him know so look you can get in contact with me that way or join up the facebook groups because i've got facebook uh, obviously there for the horror crypt and also the horror crypt cafe so look join me there but look as i said thank you very much once again for coming to visit me the horror crypt podcast and i'll say like i say every single week until next week i'll creep you later understands me you know that i fucking bust my ass for you guys and what do i get you're spooky
Fuck you, man. Fuck you all. I like it spooky. I mean, I got something to say, you know. What do you think this is all about? You think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs>